Uh, JD, we said pencils down. Please pass your test to the front. <laughs> I mean, it's like all there's so many new characters. Uh, okay, hold on. Oh my god, guys, this is so fucking long. I mean, you know how much Joey misses in his plots, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh Jesus. Okay, here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thought- this is everything that happens in the movie. It's too much. It's too <laughs> oh my much. god. I know I need to write this while the movie was going on. I'm just impressed that you spent this much time writing. How does Adam open these things? I always forget. Housekeeping? I, I am your host, top? Adam Edwards. I am your host, Joseph Graham. Uh, Adam Edwards is out on assignment. It's Spooktober, and uh, we're watching horror films. Um, or we tried to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> housekeeping. Yeah, follow us on all the stuff. This is a podcast what's, what's where we watch... Stuff? You know, X and Facebook. Yeah, figure it out if you're a real fan. Ins- just follow us on Instagram. Figure it out. <laughs> Be Go real. To our fucking website and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, stupid, dumb piece of shit. Anyway. Yeah, this is, a, this is a podcast where we watch uh, <laughs> shitty stuff, and tonight was no exec- exception. <laughs> with, no. Uh, with me tonight, we have um, Justin Petty. Justin Petty, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, had a weird incident today at the grocery store and ended up giving an elderly woman a ride to a motel. Oh, so wow, that sounds no, 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 I need deets. Come on, uh, get into time. it with us. Give us the tea. Uh, it was a, it was an there was an old elderly woman uh, scooting around in a little cart at the grocery store, and uh, I was shopping. Your exact fetish? Yes, my exact Keep fetish. <laughs> no, like. Uh, I was coming around a corner and she was coming out of aisle and I almost bumped into her and then like I got caught in a brief conversation with her and she was like, is there any way that you could give me a ride? And I was, I was like, uh, I'm not really going that way. I'm sorry. And she was like, oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'll find someone else. And then like I, I started shopping again and I, the more I thought about it, I was like, I only said no because I was uncomfortable and I didn't like, I didn't have any I don't know, my awkwardness is what like made me say no, but then I kind of went back and found her. I was like, you know what? I'll give you a ride. <laughs> I don't have shit going on today. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything. I was just, I didn't tell her all I just this. didn't want to do it. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm not going to get into like judging how she ended up, how she ended up, but like it didn't seem like she was trying to be totally honest. So I was just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's not my business. I'm, I hope I hope that things look up for you in the future. Mm-hmm. So That's a very I nice meet. I helped her carry her groceries yeah. in. Speaking of uh, long-winded plots, we also have J.D. Carpicky. Hey, you wanted to hear it. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, I uh, I also saw an elderly woman. Uh, she, was, she was crossing the street, and I was like, ooh, I'm not really going that way. Like, So I crossed the other side, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. Uh, but, you avoided um, her completely. <laughs> oh, completely, yeah. Um, that would have been a great segue for the hitchhiking in this movie, but... 
I think anything we say is a good segue because this movie is just a junk drawer of murderous things that happen. Um, Before we get too into the movie. Right, I'm ready for the plot. Okay, sorry. We do have uh, Apocalypse How with us. How are you, Apocalypse? I almost got into a fight with an old man today. Toot, toot. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as great as your meat cute, but he said, I'm going to grab you. Watch out before I grab you by them short hairs. And I was like, man, they ain't that short. Once I stopped losing hair up here, I got real creative down there. <laughs> Joke's on him. <laughs> Joke's on him. <laughs> I, I would have I used my Willie Nelson tails to tie him up. If you have a mullet on your genitalia, is it like really poofy on top? And then you have like really long ball hair or ass hair in the back? Yeah. You just have back, st- you know? stringy, straightened ball hair. No, I go with the It's real like, cropped on the sides. <laughs> you do bangs, bangs in the front, bro. Yeah. Bangs, bro. Bangsbro.com. <laughs> Apocalypse's new website is bangsbro.com. This is not this porn. Is this is all bangs. about no. cubic bangs. Yeah. <laughs> we don't show the cock. We just it's, show the pubis area. It's mm. called Ball Mitchell. Mm. But yes, Joey, I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I, 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 I I've been uh, very tired this week. Uh, I took off this week after a really intense weekend of work and trying to uh, catch up on on rest, but I'm failing in all number of ways, but it's fine. I'm here. I watched with you guys tonight a movie called Wicked World from 1991 by Barry J. Gillis, who is the director of Things. I guess that's good old Barry J. I thought Good he could old Barry J with his follow-up film to the masterpiece trash film Things. Um, really stuck the not, landing. Not on this quite one. a masterpiece. <laughs> it is a horror movie. It counts. It's not as in it's horrible, spooky, <laughs> and it's not particularly fun. But it is a slasher movie with a lot of killing, with a weird bend. Of... The first act was fun. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch fun, of goofy things. Parts. It's it's a more of a manifesto uh, of the world being a terrible, terrible place yeah. and just getting exponentially worse, I guess. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. a confession. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Maybe may, may have killed some people. I don't know. We gave JD the plot this week. Big mistake. And he turned in a 10-page paper. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. and, of all stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, we did think to maybe edit this down, but we're just going to make this... Most of the episode, I think. Since we <laughs> suffered through this movie, I think they should suffer through my plot. That's the whole idea. This so. was like a makeup assignment that you turned in on the last day of school. And <laughs> oh, the yeah. teacher just saw it and she was like, you know what? Fucking, I'm just going to give you an A. I'm not reading this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote this in 20 minutes. It's clear. And um, somehow yeah. it was 200 pages. It's a lot. That is so a- just to quickly explain what happens <laughs> in this movie, let's, uh, let's, uh, Quickly. Try reading this plot, and we'll popcorn around, uh, yeah. starting with JP. Go ahead and switch your dial to 2x speed on YouTube or Spotify, <laughs> so you can get through this shit quick. Hey, maybe that's an idea for the edit. We just speed this all up. Michael Sarah's watching two hotties bang. Close-up of nips. She takes off her top. His shirt, more Sarah. He's got a gun and a calculator watch. We've got butts. Yes, the sex scene is still going on. Doogie Hauser changes the stereo. Michael Sarah keeps taking the gun out of his pocket to keep it hidden, but also to practice maybe killing these people. 
We can't fuck. This is the 90s, says the stud. There's a man dressed as a human fly. Or Biff in a gas mask outside just window peeping. Naked girl goes to the bathroom to get naked. <laughs> the shower makes fart noises. Yeah, this is everything that happens in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she showers. Hot guy smokes. Michael Sarah stares. Fly man with gas mask looks in. Just to, just to note, this is still scene one. This is some kind of party. Hot guy calls Sarah a mental case and becomes a mental case. Shoots everyone. Girl auditions to become a famous actress, but Sarah isn't buying it. Bang. Before Sarah can kill himself, Biff with the gas mask gargles him to death or chokes him. This is very... I feel like I'm reading the screenplay. I'm trying, know, to, right? I'm trying to get to the end of the first scene and then I'll pass it along. Oh, cut that. All right, cut he everything. Go, okay. he, go, he goes up to kill Naked Girl. Lots of blood. It's black and white now, so art. Gas mask is actually Daniel Johnston praying on a gravesite with a dramatic anime dub. Why does he kill? Okay, second scene. <laughs> I need time to edit my thoughts is what I'm trying to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shall we just... I don't know. No, just go, keep Go ahead. Yeah, just keep uh, fucking going through this thing. Now there's a hitchhiker, not a hooker, picked up by our hero, question mark? Yes, it's Daniel. He says one thing to her and she jumps out of the car. He finds her and murders her in a phone booth. Very discreet. Now we cut to a man with a plastic bag on his head, begins threatening people in a meat market. Give me all your money. You don't know who you're messing with. Well, Daniel shows up and kills this robber and then everyone. These are his stories, quote, and about, quote, the killer. Now we find Daniel is in a wheelchair being pushed around at an asylum we assume okay back to flashbacks daniel is walking in a park with a bat very casual following park people there's some group of dum-dums talking about their feelings and daniel's having nothing of that watch your step francesco walk much one of the guys says dj sneaks up on them in his daddy fashions and murders everyone one of the girls shouts into the equi forest for donna he murders strangles claws eyes out there's an eagle roar after one of those things. <laughs> there is an like eagle, eagle roar. Everything so that good. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, <Wow. laughs> uh, Daniel, like this scene, I'm going to edit this already. He, he just sneaks up on everybody. Everybody you meet in this movie, he sneaks up and basically kills. And it goes back and forth from him in a flashback of killing. And then he's present day in a wheelchair, catatonic. But now we see another flashback with his wife and child. Stranger in a leather jacket walks in, who he's immediately jealous of. Uh, wife offers him a hot dog and tells him all, all Daniel's <laughs> daughters committed suicide last week. And he can't get over it. He's also oh, wait, bummed. wait, those were all his daughters? I thought just one of them. Were, At oh the end. Gosh. I think yeah, it was no. just one. Okay. One was in the backyard. The rest of them all committed suicide that week. Wow. Uh, he's also bummed that they give their money to other countries when there's so much crime on their streets. <laughs> anyway, he hates his wheelchair. We just found out he had a lobotomy. That's why he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> other group of people in a party that he murders. Okay, you're taking all yeah. the fun out of it by skipping. Around. I know, man. Just I know. read this is it. Too fucking. Just long. fucking it's read it. Okay, you can, it's okay. All right. Joey, Joey's turn. No, it's <laughs> Apocalypse's turn. While he's being pushed around on the wheelchair because he had a lobotomy and he's in this mental institution, uh, he racistly identifies the nurse as Nurse Latino, <laughs> which go figure. She's Hispanic. 
he's thinking to himself about everything that he hates. And he says, if I could reach out and destroy this nurse, I would. Andrew WK walks in <laughs> into a fuck Andrew apartment, WK walks into a fuck apartment <laughs> where they're watching things. This guy's first movie, tough guy with battery shirt is going upstairs to fuck town. Don't worry. Killer Newt Gingrich is here to cleanse them downstairs. They're slow dancing to Irish folk music. Bench pressing. Yeah, he dies. Slow dancers get strangled by belt. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> or murder, but blood makes the wipeout noise. And they repeat the exact same blood splash over and over again. Back to the asylum, though. He's rehabilitating. Handcuffed to a slide. It's egregious to watch them uncuff him it's and egregious. recuff him. But <laughs> I like you're adding to it. Yeah. <laughs> More killing on the L train this time. It's still amazing. This guy is getting away with all of this. Grabs a woman's ankles. She gets away. He raises a brick in the air. Back to the asylum. <laughs> he, I, I love that he doesn't kill her with the brick. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he just I walks toward her in a corner and suddenly like she's running again. He decides to change his story by making a scene with his nurse. She and this she's insane, too, or something. Back to kill scene. This is all in his head. Maybe he tries to kill a psychiatrist with a shovel, scrap metal, etc. He questions his psychiatrist if she's so innocent. Does she regret anything she's done? More scenes of him trying to kill her. She claims to be innocent. Then she confesses to possibly hurting someone who deserved it. Never mind. Psychiatrist hates her patients. She says people like him don't deserve to live in this world. Apparently, they have much more in common. <laughs> he suffocates her with a sheet and belt. <laughs> then taps place. Yeah. <laughs> New guy in bed can't get over this chick he saw die, and his girlfriend hates hearing about it. It was five years ago. Flash to same guy detained in a Spanish prison? Russian? I don't know. Fonzie shows up on his hog, joins the new guy. He holds a heroin addict at gunpoint for a million dollars for a movie. She just wants drugs, though, and she's dead. Fonzie begins, strangles. Fonzie begins strangling some guys on a roof. He's also a cop. We just found out. Fonzie kills the police chief, then himself. Back to the DJ. He has split personalities, but who the hell are they? What makes them better than him? He slides down the curly slide with his handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> that he's handcuffed. <laughs> and he has a dream about when he was shot 37 times. Apparently, bad cop is seeking revenge on DJ, who is getting out of prison today. His mouthy girlfriend just wants him to forget the murder and get over it already. Bad cops kill her. DJ doesn't like the woke mob and these minority pressures, quote unquote. Banana baby food bukkake happens. Bad guy arrives at the park to kill the DJ. He runs at the nurse with a gun, cut to black. More random people in an apartment fighting. Daniel Johnson is here, kills both of them, disguised as a delivery guy. Fake pizza surprise its guts. Could suicide be fueling all these stories of death he's creating? Does any of this make sense? Woman running from DJ finds a secret envelope in the woods. She meets him with two friends. These are DJ's daughters, and they are all in a suicide pact. There was a gun in the envelope. 
envelope. More voiceover from DJ. Why is the world so wicked? Now for the grand finale. Bad cop kills nurse and DJ. Bad cop passes some butterfucos. They make a martyr of him like Christ, quote unquote. The whole neighborhood wants part of the action. We all have to die someday. More murdering. Some weirdo says bad cop so they can kill himself. Well, he's dead. The end. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just okay, sorry, I was just going to run through that, that real fast. But uh, not, not quite the end. We'll yeah, get some more stuff. There's it's 15 minutes, of, minutes credits. of credits with shots of geese. <laughs> and, and 12 additional poems. I'm going to read the IMDb really quickly, mm. which might give you a little more clue. Wicked World is like nothing you have ever experienced. Grant Eklund, uh, Barry J. Gillis, is a dirty cop with a checkered past that endlessly haunts him. His woman is murdered by a serial killer named Harold, who slaughters countless numbers of humans in the city of Toronto, Canada. But before being locked up and sent to a mental institution, now many years later, Harold is set to be released back into society and Eklund hopes for a final showdown with his arch enemy. Nightmares clash into a brand new reality as Eklund faces a host of problems and obstacles that he himself must overcome. If he ever hopes to face the murderous serial killing madman and set his own inner demons free. I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's not. This movie reads like drivel. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, to sum it up, it's like, there's a it starts off it's like the you're it's from the point of perspective of a killer who is a in an insane asylum right and yeah i guess he has killed a bunch of people including this other cop's girlfriend so he is having all these nightmares wants to kill him really bad but then i don't remember him ever getting the chance to kill him does he the bad yeah he runs up he runs up to him with his nurse yeah oh yeah you're right okay and some of that just seemed like dreams to me well, it's weird because they they introduced this whole scene like our protagonist, quote unquote, Daniel Johnson. He uh, he's the guy in the weird like gas mask, like staring at the beginning. So you don't know who to follow, really. Yeah. And then it's him. And then you get introduced to another five characters. None of them survive. And then another six characters. None of them. Yeah. survive. And then so- this weird bad cop wakes up from a nightmare and you think he's just another random person. You're like, oh no, this guy is out for blood. So like, it's just, it's oddly, yeah. It's like I didn't know who to focus on. It's like, uh, well, it's like, hey, we're gonna do something different, and we're gonna make the bad guy the main character of our our slasher movie, and we're gonna feel all his thoughts, see what his life is like, and the good guy will seem like the bad guy because he's a cop and he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like seven or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but really bad. <laughs> um, gosh. Yeah, if you're confused, we are as well. It's a Canadian movie. Canucksploitation, which is a term I've heard before but haven't thought about in a while. It's definitely that, although it doesn't feel extremely Canadian. There's a lot of pizza and guns, so it feels kind of American. Yeah. <laughs> He was tired of everybody thinking they're so nice over there. So just want to make. Yeah. And, and, and otherwise very polite and nice Canada. This guy is having um, a real nihilistic view of the world and everyone is awful and everyone should die. And that's what we're just hit with a lot. 
from voiceovers that happen every five minutes. Is the Wicked World the U.S. Maybe like maybe we miss something where he goes to to the U.S. or something. I don't know because that the pizza thing and all that stuff. <laughs> <in the tracks. laughs> I think there's pizza in Canada. They have pizza in Canada. No, they did not back then. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, it feels like he's making a commentary on society for sure. Like it's a big manifesto. Hefty. Yeah. Yeah. He's the director, writer, director, Barry J here. He's really got a lot to say about how uh, awful things are. You were saying at the age of 35 when this movie came out. So he's in his mid thirties, early thirties, perhaps when he started working on this. Uh, I just want to say that he has a new movie in post-production right now. And it's and and it has Ron Howard in it. What? Really? No, No. sorry. It's 2020 movie. Not Ron Howard Howard in it. Oh, and it's not made or it's not written or made any better. Are you saying that Brian Grazer did not produce it? His his new one is starring Corey Feldman and Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay. How is it a new one starring someone who's deceased? Who's deceased? Brett the Hitman Brett's Hart. No, he's not. He's his brother is. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> we are all we all are. Yeah. yeah. What was his brother's name? Owen. Owen Hart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sad day in the world of wrestling. <laughs> Thirty years ago, or something. Cut that. Cut that. Uh, it's fine. I think. Um, I don't have no, a, a ton more to say. It's, it's a strange film with a lot of sounds. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fun stuff with playgrounds and we- weird choices that are hilarious. But I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. All right. Let's go apocalypse. Okay. Okay. I can't. I can't figure this out. Does the more artistic murderer make a shit film, or is he also as good because of the meticulous mindset of a good successful murderer? Is he also good and meticulous at at f- making a movie? Okay. This is an interesting thing we didn't really talk about: is how the murderer guy who has gotten a lobotomy and talking to us from the vantage point of being in a insane asylum is also seemingly seems like he's making up his own horror story that we are also watching right yeah he reveals everything gets revealed later so your question is whether this story my question is is that's you're you're taking what i said and you're applying it to the film in a way that's very smart me i wasn't (laughs) taking i wasn't being as smart Oh, sorry. Keep going. Oh, with your yeah, dumb you're, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me continue with my dribble. Uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out in my mind is: Do I find Barry J. Gillis convincing as a horror slasher director? I mean, like, do I think that this guy writing this is bringing to life visions in his own mind? Like, because he would do this. So, should I be? find a sense of terror in this film or is this mm. guy i guess i guess what i'm saying is i don't i can't figure out if what's the what's the one we watched the las vegas bloodbath yeah mm-hmm. I, f- mm. I fear that writer director <laughs> <laughs> i have a sense of dread if i ever met him I'm like okay this guy probably uh probably would do a lot of rope some of this shit yeah. and maybe he won't i'm not putting that on him i'm just saying like he he instilled that fear in me whereas with Barry J. Gillis, I don't know that that's there. I feel like it's almost like this was like a hollow attempt, consistent murder plot. No plot, really. I mean, it was it was actually if you if you were to condense it down into a short film, 
or a short story, it's a good plot, but the long drawn outness of a feature film. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have a trailing thought here of me wondering, is he capable of what he made or is he just doing this all shock value stuff? Well, I did it's leave out like, something in the plot actually that might explain part of that. I just realized uh, you left something out. That? Well, okay. So he says there's a point where <laughs> he's being wheeled around by his psychiatrist. We find out. Like yeah. we think she's a nurse and then, Oh, just kidding. She's a psychiatrist. He pulls her gun on her in like a therapy session they're having. And he says, I just keep having all these thoughts about killing. I love those kind of movies. They give me the most incredible ideas. Oh, so he's just a big ideas. movie fan. All sorts of ideas. My ideas sweater idiot. Violence. Ideas about killing. So maybe the whole movie is that he got a lobotomy. She convinced him to get a lobotomy because of all of his violent thoughts. And then, but then no, in the story, like he murdered that woman that the cop was sleeping with. Like none of it really makes a hundred percent sense. Like he's having all these evil thoughts, but he also, it, it does show that he murdered after, after his daughter's committed suicide, he murdered his wife and child because there was a gunshot in that house after they went inside. Hmm. Right. So, so he has a history of violence. So he's maybe a guy who killed a, a few times, maybe not as much yeah. as he, the movie lets on. And, and then he had a taste when, for it, maybe. So he ki- let's say he killed his family and he killed this guy's girlfriend and maybe some other people. And then he goes to the insane asylum, gets a lobotomy, and then starts recreating his murders as the movie that we're watching. And it, oh, so he, it's this exponential. Is all I don't know. It, that, that's what I was kind of getting at is like, is some of this imagined? Because he's like rewriting. He's like, I'm writing a book at some point and early on. Mm-hmm. He says, I, I'm writing the perfect book or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then would be when he's talking about something, he's like, instead of this part, I'm going to add a murder scene. And then it cuts to the murder scene. And it's like, what? Did this happen? Or is he mm-hmm. just making stuff up because he's got half a brain now or something i don't know if that was there which it's not but if that right. was there it's brilliant the, well that's what i'm getting at is it is it was it there is it smart that this movie is so confoundingly or confounding i guess it's so confusing because we're watching basically the story of somebody with a lobotomy <laughs> uh, maybe so do you well, think that, that so, he was, so was pie. That creative though well, the, I think the script is like my vomit of the plot that I did. That's what this movie is. And if I had time to clean up my plot, it would be like American Psycho. Like, that's what he's trying to do. <laughs> I he has all don't these disagree. revelations, you know, that are yeah. like, ooh, oh, this is actually this. And it's like, well, you didn't establish that or work to show us that in a good way. You Joey, know, what you just- said to me in a couple of podcasts ago was like, if the movie I was describing was the movie we watched. It would be great. And I, that's how I feel mm. about you and JD's <laughs> analysis of it. If that's the film we were watching, that'd be great. I don't know that it is. Right. I don't, I'm not convinced of that sort of good idea. Totally. Cause it's, yeah, there's, it's not, I don't know. There's no differentiation of like what the crazy part of the movie is and what, you know, what could be the crazy person making up the movie parts of the movie are versus the real reality of it. There's no Mm -hmm. way to differentiate anything. So it's either on purpose confusing or sophomorically confusing. Like, 
I like I think it would be a good idea to not like tell anybody, you know, kind of thing where you think mm-hmm. it's a good idea to keep things in the dark from the audience to confuse them and make it they make them figure it out themselves kind right. of thing. Or, well, this yeah. or it's literally like he he didn't know any better and just put together a bad movie. <laughs> oh, Occam's Razor. <laughs> like it's, it's, there is a chance that we are overthinking a thing that was never yeah. intended. Yeah, yeah, y'all just yeah, want to blame yeah. the Latino. <laughs> Miss, that's Mrs. Latino. Nurse Latino. Yeah, I think there's an interesting idea there. I don't know if this is that movie for sure. The, I, but it's, <laughs> the idea y'all are laying out is extremely interesting. But also and the movie's what he's telling us. more than my, my hat's off to him. Yeah, I, well, it I mean, is confusing, movie's... and it does seem like it was made by somebody that has had a lobotomy. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. unreliable narrator. That's what I call that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! It's a Shutter Island. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Whenever I watched House of a Thousand Corpses for the first time, I remember thinking. I remember leaving and being like, "Shit, there's people out there like that." And I, I didn't have any doubt in my mind that there were. And I think that's. That's kind of like my realization walking out of that movie was I thought the movie was fun. I thought it was a blast, but but it left me with this feeling of like, but there are people out there like that. What? Yeah. House where, of a Thousand Corpses. Where is, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. The movie fucked me up the first mo- time I watched it. And so okay, I'll say I'll say like like Rob Zombie. I that was that was a, I mean, he's I think he's a really good horror film director. And um he's also a really good musician. So art translated to art so if you were to view murder as murder like a serial killer would is is this writer capable of good serial killing i don't think Mm -hmm. so because he's not not from how the guy was dressed first of all but it does seem like i think you'd have to you'd have to provenly be good at one thing to to be okay at another i don't know if there's any logic to this. We're just like, here's the scene with the pizza. I bring a pizza that has guts in it, and then there's nunchucks, and then there's a guy with the shaving, and then I use the nunchucks on him. That does sound like something a crazy person would say. Or, mm-hmm. you know, right? The worst combination of things on yogurt. Daniel Johnson is here. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of those really long Bigfoot pizzas? Oh, no. Oh, no, it's blood. I think it was a Bigfoot pizza box, though. <laughs> There's no other pizza no, shaped like that. The pizza's on the on the counter. The, the what pizza, the fuck? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So they ordered the pizza, took it out, put it on the counter, and forgot to hide it from the scene. They did. Yeah, they totally did. <laughs> Shut. Just stretch that one. That's fine. And there's like three with. or four scenes like that too. There's yeah, like that's what it's like. Maybe that's. It's kind. Of, I don't know. I wish it was better movie, and it played on that idea better. But I don't know that it does. I don't know. I think maybe it, we just rewatch things. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. I have no interest in rewatching this. I would rewatch things I have many times. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Any other thoughts on this thing? Uh, I mean, the, the last thing. It's just the moral of the story is weird because. Uh, serial killer looks like you know Newt Gingrich or whatever and he's he praying next to a grave <laughs> and it's like oh and then you find out that his daughter's committed suicide later and so it's like okay he's because his daughter's committed suicide he obviously 
you know, is really tore up by that. So he murdered his wife and child because she flirted with this guy in a leather jacket that came in their backyard. And now he has a taste for blood. So he has to kill everyone, you know, but did she because his daughters committed suicide? Like it didn't. Well, no, he, she offered him a hot dog or something and he, and he got jealous and then he just murdered his wife. And so it doesn't make sense. Like why there is, yeah, I, there should be some sort of reason. His child, his last remaining child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. He's like, oh, now I have to do these things because I have a a, te- a taste for blood or I, I can't stop thinking about killing. But there's no connective tissue to that. Hmm. So I don't know. I uh, wish he would have made this before he made things because I feel like that would be a better progression. Oh, yeah. I don't, that's yeah, true. Get it. I don't I like think going get better not worse. Was, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But but then again, then again, if if we were to ever sit down with the, the guy and have a talk about y'all's ideas about the comparing it to American Psycho in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and he but were to had, confirm had the that that's what I was trying for. <laughs> yeah, right. if, 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 if he was like, oh yeah, actually y'all were onto something because that's what I was trying for. Then I, I would give it some leeway because that's a very hard script to pull off. The idea of doing that is very difficult, but I think, think it could have been more obvious and fun than it is as it is it's like yeah uh, it's like really like we were, i said earlier like nihilistic and just like the world sucks everyone's terrible i hate the sky i think he has a so yeah, at some point like i hate everything i hate green grass i hate this chair i hate this nurse <laughs> yeah. i hate fucking everything everything is dumb mm-hmm. everything's bad and then the the end of it is like feels like more <laughs> like the government's putting chips in our brain get ready for it it's a four billion dollar project it's all happening yeah it's like a ton of like expositional messaging just like dumped on you after the movie already ends that has nothing to do with the movie it's the definition of black pill what is the definition of black pill like you got those people that are like hey you want the red pill or the blue pill and then there's the ones that are like i took a black pill where you just swallow the fact that we're fucked Oh, well, nihilism, sure, yeah. Yeah. But this is kind of an extreme case where it's also throwing in, like, I don't know, misanthropic sort of thoughts about the government and all this stuff. (laughs) That's just kind of peppered in at the end, though. I don't know if that's totally there the whole time. I don't think it is. Does misanthropic imply that they care? Like, is there there an underpinning? I think, I don't know what the... Exact definition. Oh, of that's kind of what's missing. Something There's... with misanthrope, whereas like with nihilist, I don't believe that caring would exist. So I don't think you can be a nihilist and also be overwhelmingly sad about the world situation. I think you're more just like, mm-hmm. fuck it. Yeah, nihilism is more like we're doomed and then misanthrope mm-hmm. is like hating humanity. I guess. Yeah, and there's no one to really play against in this. He's not like I don't feel like there's really a antagonist or protagonist. It's just like, oh, this whole thing sucks. Like no matter what you do, it's all gonna suck. So Yeah, the the whole thing with the cop getting revenge or whatever, I don't know if I really fully ingested that while we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Across was there an act protagonist? What the fuck? You know, like, what revenge was he even trying to get? Like, what, uh, did, I guess did, a different girlfriend had been killed. His woman. It says in the yeah. in the IMDb plot, his woman is murdered by a serial killer. I guess mm-hmm. maybe she. He, it's just confusing the way it's the film language just doesn't work or didn't work for me. Right. Because I didn't understand who these people were, or their relation to it, and like. Or the time, because everything is mixed up chronologically. 
Yeah, I like it just idea. all felt like a random random groups being killed. There was nothing tying any of them together. It felt yeah. like I think I think you're right, Apocalypse. This is another movie where it's like there's a good idea here, and I wish it was that, but it is not that. I know, and I like y'all's idea of the nurse carrying out the mental institution's orchestration of like we lobotomize this guy who had these thoughts, turn him loose. And then create serial killers, very MK Ultra vibey, but it's not that. Right. Like that would have been. I would love that movie. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's almost, it's, yeah, it's all, he he had the germ of the idea and just didn't come to fruition, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, I think we, I think we should move on to favorite parts. My favorite part was whenever he's hitting her with the bat, or no, he's hitting him with the bat. And then all of a sudden, arms fly up. <laughs> like, so yeah. arms fly up. Yeah. <laughs> Newt Gingrich is killing me today. <laughs> <laughs> and he's That's not even call. talking. Fucking yeah. killer Newt. <laughs> killer Newt. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Oh, nice. Oh. And the slackers. Somehow <laughs> he broke the hand off her body with a bat. It was a great uh-huh. little digital effect. But it made no sense. But it also was cut in there correctly. <laughs> so, like, it flew at the right moment that it should and in the direction that made sense to my brain. And uh, so, visually, it worked, even though mentally I'm like, that's not a knight. That's not a blade. Yeah. I think JP <laughs> jumped in and was like, yes, the, the severed hand that would fly off be- while being hit from a bat. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was very true. That was my favorite part. I have two there quick. <laughs> The first one was uh, at the very beginning with Michael Sarah sitting on in the chair, just <laughs> tapping <Yeah>. his fingers <laughs> very slowly. If you need me to help you, I'll tell you what I would write down. Michael Sarah <laughs> is staring at two people. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like Michael Sarah. I said Michael Sarah is watching two hotties bang. Dude, this guy's so lazy, he can't even get off the couch to take her. I will say, from things to this, he's found attractive women since then. This doesn't feel like a things movie. This feels like height. There's much bigger than it. So much hair out of it. <laughs> I wrote down so far, boob. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to get two? Yeah, they're already in my notebook. You know what I really like is like um, uh, sun tan lines like that. And every time <laughs> yeah. we would cut back to the wide and see him, the fingers were tapping even slower <laughs> while these two people on the couch are just fucking going to town. <laughs> yeah, then, that first scene kind of rules. It, yeah. it is. Like, it, it, it set a tone that, like, the rest of the movie just let me down. Like, yeah, I was like, let's follow that guy. That guy's interesting. And then yeah. we kill him, the old guy with the mask. I just wanted him to also die, I guess, or something. Yeah. 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 Like, I thought that he was, the old guy with the mask, I thought that he was just like part of the party. <laughs> like, these were <laughs> yeah, other that, that would have been funny. Yeah. Like, that first scene was just like, yes, this is going to be just as, this is going to be even weirder than things. I'm here for it. And <laughs> fucking let me down. And, and the, the second, the second favorite part was like, we mentioned it in the plot, which is the, the fucking eagle screech, the, the hard cut, <laughs> yeah. and zoom to an eagle flying and a screech in the middle of a killing. It's just so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> America! Strangle that bitch. <laughs> 
I think my favorite part is when she yells for her friend in the forest and it's like she's yelling into the Grand Canyon. Donna, where are you? Yeah. Um, they they just added so many echoes to something that wouldn't have that at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Eagle Scratch is my was probably because I didn't even see was there an actual eagle yeah, on the screen? Well, maybe I'm wrong. Like I, I just I heard thought it. that they did like a quick cut and zoom to an eagle and then cut back to him. They did. And it okay. sounded like I didn't see who that described at all. it. JD, you described it as the an eagle roared. Roar. Which yeah, is exactly roar. what it felt <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, it was a very aggressive eagle. Punctuating, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Roar! <laughs> <laughs> I guess Mine would be that every, all the girls in this are just so incredibly bad at taking off their pants. Turn toward camera. This is like a plastic of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's see what you got. Oh god. It's happening now as I'm doing it. <laughs> Slowly t- falls out. Why did she get up here to take her pants off? <laughs> Why are we doing this whole shot? <laughs> Everyone's so bad at taking off their pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> Slowly it happens filmed. like three. Yeah. Happens like in the first scene in the bathroom. That girl's kind of awkward at it. And then like their little like... Um, kind of gothy i don't know girl at the lake is like incredibly bad at it and i feel like there's one other one that someone it might just be how he's filming so it because he's just sitting behind them as they well like, i guess it's a combo of <laughs> them being bad at it and or not <laughs> doing it and like i don't know him filming it badly and them doing it poorly it's yeah <laughs> a great combo for for me personally i think we already touched on the other thing that i liked a lot but just his his uh voiceovers where he's like I hate this wheelchair. Why are we here? I hate this wheelchair. I hate myself. I hate nurses. I hate the blue skies and the green grass. He also has some kind of vague... First, it sounds Asian, and then it's more Britishy, but it's yeah. definitely like old world accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a sloppy Michael Caine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate this wheelchair. I hate the blue skies. If I could reach out and destroy this nurse, I would. <laughs> you know what? It kind of sounds like there's. I remember I was watching a uh, Dark Knight on Blu-ray, and right when it came out, there was this other option. It said like descriptive audio. And it's like for people who can't see. So like someone will dictate the, what the movie's doing. Yeah. And so it's this British voice. And I'll remember it was when the Joker was coming in to meet all the, all the bad guys, all the gangsters and stuff. And it says, there is a horrific cackling from the back room. It's the Joker. You know, it's like so, <laughs> so stale. And that's exactly what this guy sounded like. I hate yeah. this chair. He seems I hate to hate these fucking people. Yeah, yeah. He not only hates people, he hates grass and various inanimate objects. <laughs> I hate this pizza, this Bigfoot pizza mm-hmm. from Little Caesars. I wish, <laughs> I wish it was guts instead. I guess that was another funny part: is that they walk in with like a odd, like a shaped pizza box. That there's only one pizza shaped like that, at, at least in America. This is Canada, obviously. So maybe mm-hmm. oh, they had okay. this, but it's definitely the Bigfoot pizza from Little Caesars shape. 
but it's empty and it's filled with guts. But then the pizza is on the the sitting on the stove, yeah. which the, the crew was clearly eating. I guess I don't know. Yeah. They're like, we can have this after the scenes filmed. Okay, guys, all right. <laughs> don't eat the guts. Don't touch that. <laughs> yeah, nowhere to put it. Those are you working. don't deserve warm pizza. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do the beat. If you want to, if you want to add some effect, there. You, thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we oh, got boobs, boobs, butts, butts, broads, blondes, brunettes. Cold up. Slow your roll. <laughs> I'm saying we got all of them. We got a lot of things. We got blue jean bulge. We do have blue jean bulge. Bush bullets. We do have bush. Blood. A bat. A boat. Oh, we had a bruise. Big ass boombox. Ooh, two of them. Two good black, boomboxes. Black belts, bowl cuts, bods, yeah. bikes, boys in blue, broads, baby food bukkake, blade, <laughs> a long butt, <laughs> a butt of Fuko, yeah. yeah, and a yeah, kind of a beach. Kind of a beach. Kind of a beach. I don't know. Does it count? It's it a butt of Fuko at the buzzer. It counts, man. It was like uh, clearly the ocean, and mostly the most most of the time we've been seeing a lake, I guess. And then um, very few honoraries. We had a helicopter and a wheelchair, and Pepsi makes its presence known at some point. Yeah. We had all the three main honoraries. Right. I only was gonna say brick because he tries to kill someone with it. Like he just like yeah. everything. Got through glass. A, a Would have been four? nice. Like uh, maybe a briefcase. Yeah, I don't think there were any men on fire. That's where they're burning body. Yeah, no. Yeah, a lot of bees though. I thought it hit all the main tenets, uh, kind of incredibly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a trash film. Oh, badge? Did we say badges? There was like fake cop badges. Uh, I had boys in blue. Yeah, I wrote down bleak green. It's just yeah, kind of the vibe oh, of this yeah. movie though. It's like a Neil Breen film, but extremely bleak. Full of existential hatred. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you guys want to rate this thing? Let's rate this thing. All yeah. right. Well, let's first mm. go with Apocalypse. 2.5. 2.5. Yeah. Nothing else. That's- Middle of the road. Because if an artist, like most artists, are good at multiple th- things, and a serial killer considers himself to be an artist, and they would if they're a good serial killer um, <laughs> which would also write the good character then wouldn't they also at least be okay at making a movie I don't know if that argument holds okay. water for that I'm going to go right down the middle of a five bag rating and I'm going to give it a 2.5 alright um, JD give it a 3.5 because of the horrible storytelling and the getting handcuffed to a slide and then sliding down with a handcuff and then uncuffed. There was all sorts of crazy shit in this movie. So I feel like I need to give a little more than 2.5, but I kind of feel like apocalypse like this movie is just so such a mess. Um, But I also give it 3.5 brains because I decided after seeing this movie that whatever rating I give it, it gets exactly that amount of brains. And so because <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I think you're the first sad to, brain. I think you're the first to give a half brain. And which half are you going to give? Is it going to be the uh, bottom half like a bad brain or bottom brain? <laughs> yeah. 
bottom green. That's bottom green. It's a bottom green. It's definitely a bottom green. I would like to amend mine. I would like to bump it up 0.25. I'd like to go 2.75. 2.75. That's a good call. Because, <laughs> because it um it was shot increase. <laughs> it was shot on film. Yeah, oh, transferred to beta cam. And and this is why yeah. you know it's a trash movie because it still felt like VHS. It still did. It yeah. did. <laughs> yes. So that's your gratuity on top of your It did have some pretty rating. shots. I did like the usage <laughs> of the the playground. That was about it. Yeah. So I'm going 2.75. Okay. Nice. Um Justin. I think I'm going to go 3. I'm three I'm, bum, I'm bummed out by this. I had I had high expectations and I think like after that first scene, the first scene in my head, I was like, "Fucking five all day." This movie can only get better from here. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. And then it just, it just shit the bed. And I think, I think I, I'm more upset at how bad it is than than anything. Because like I, I had been looking forward. To, I pushed for this movie because I've been looking forward to it for a while. I think yes. we put it off for a while because I was so mm. high on things. And man, we should have just pushed it again. <laughs> uh i don't know most of the time in this movie i really didn't enjoy watching it but talking about it was fun and there are definitely like some really funny parts some good scenes it's just it's so long incredibly long yeah. for what this is mm-hmm. you could cut this down tremendously and probably be a pretty pretty entertaining movie maybe a 3.54 range, but as is, I'm going to stick with Apocalypse's initial rating of 2.5. Okay. Some part of me wanted to give it a brain at one point, but I think I'm going to pull that back. Yeah. It's, there, a, there are... it's, a, it's a dark brain. Yeah, my, new, can I turn my brains thing. upside down? I think that would help. <laughs> <laughs> one dark, dark, dark brain. It feels like it just feels like the, all the monologues and stuff. It's the manifesto the- issue of it because that's such a Breen tenant or like. Yeah, this guy had girl. a. It's hard. Uh, this manifesto was it's it's self-loathing. Like it's like oh my god, the world's so bad. Oh my god, wicked world, evil people. Oh, woe is me. I'm so much better than. But all like these- the way the Bobby Hill guy was talking about pop and top you know like or whatever <laughs> like all that stuff makes me feel greenish all yeah. greens manifestos are about i have the ultimate decision on how to save humanity right you know, it's, it's a more positive thinking yeah yeah if we had just watched a movie about a guy killing a bunch of dumb teens who kept wanting to fuck and like getting to listen to all the bad dialogue of the teens wanting to fuck like that that was what was so great about things was just you just existed in the moment with these fucking weird characters and the monotony of what they're doing. You didn't get any of that with this. It was just, I don't know what he was trying to make this into, but all the, if you want to call charm of things is just completely absent here. Yeah. I mean, he has all the weird dubbing and all that stuff that he does in things. It's it's similar. We were talking about it earlier, but the fact that it's all it's so dark and then, then this movie is like except for the first scene is all daylight makes it kind of odd i don't know just felt confused but like always my hat's off to him he made a movie certainly and finished editing it. yeah and i think there's some good ideas in here it does feel like proto 
things we've mentioned, the like seven or American Psycho um, kind of stuff, but not quite ripe yet. Right. Well, and and another thing I'm thinking about now, the guy. So when he's having that barbecue with his wife, that guy that walks in their backyard randomly, who just is offered a hot dog because he's <laughs> walked in their backyard. Love a good could, hot dog scene, though. Yeah. Could could that have been the bad cop we meet later? Because we didn't oh, know shit. who he was. I think it is because he's because it's wearing a leather, leather jacket. jacket. And that's why he took revenge. That's why he killed the bad cop's girlfriend. It's just that you, that's not the way you introduce information. That's the thing. It's like, I have no reference for this fucking guy. And then it's supposed to, Oh, remember the, like it's, it's very sloppy in that regard, but it's, it's the, yeah, it's reaching maybe and not quite getting there, but it is relatively fun time. Mm Mm-hmm through a lot of it but yeah like i mentioned before could have used some editing down and certainly didn't need 15 minutes of credits and uh, additional manifesto (laughs) (laughs) in like nine titles yeah Yeah. i did appreciate the little comments that you wrote on the screen even during the movie a couple times yeah we thought he was talking to us yeah (laughs) yeah there were a couple times i thought that y'all were saying things or making noises like the dubs were so weird yeah the dubs are strange and then we were typing on screen because we realized zoom has a type on screen feature while you're (laughs) watching it and then we were like who typed that oh that's that's the movie okay interesting he's he's in it with us he's just doing the same thing how funny (laughs) yeah yeah all right uh oh shit i guess you want me to do math Oh yeah, what was it? Was it 2.5, 2.75, 3? 2.86193. Yeah, what he said. Yeah. So that comes to a 2.9375 with a 3.5 brains and one very, very dark brain. You can't say that. For you can't for Wicked that. World, nineteen ninety-one, conduct exploitation <laughs> film from Barry J. Gillis, the creator of Things, who we love. Maybe not this movie quite as much. I don't know if I'd recommend watching this movie. I don't think I would watch it again. If you're a real trash completist, yeah, I'll probably see this one. Yeah, you could also just like live the rest of your life not seeing it, and like yeah, you'll be fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. Watch the Michael Sarah scene with the boobs pop off and go to sleep. Yeah, there you yeah. go. All right. All right. Well, that concludes the episode of Wicked World. Thank you to, what does Adam say? Thank you to you guys for staying up, giving up your giving up your Thursday, Thursday night for- slash Thursday mornings. Thank you, Barry J. Gillis, for making this movie for us. Yep. This is like a more of a prayer now. <laughs> yeah. And I hope Adam's doing well wherever he is. Wherever he is tonight. We'll Hello. see you next time on Trash Movie King Bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Sweet James, <James's>. baby. <laughs>